Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports from the preps. The 0-2. Spresser out of the right center field. It's down and they win it. Manny Gonzalez scores and the Cowboys are going back to state. To the pros. They're going to throw a quick pass to Tony. He's got it on the edge. He will walk into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. To the outside and wide, wide open is Kenyon Drake for the touchdown. From the one. Again, it's Sermon. And he gets in. Touchdown. Handoff to Warren. Warren has a huge hole and he just leaps. And he gets across the goal line for a touchdown. An eight-yard run by Jalen Warren. Heineke pressured and Heineke goes down. Sacked by TJ Watt. Ramirez, the pause, the pitch, and the drive to right. Deep to right field and go. Nolan Jones, touch of all time. Three quarters of the way to the cycle. And the Rockies take the lead, three to two. Happy Friday morning, everybody. We're back on the Morning Blitz. Glad you could join us no matter which way you're listening, whether it's 1025 U-Rock, AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Of course, online, nwksradio.net, the Rocking M app. So glad you're with us on this August the 25th. Another warm day expected today. Temperatures right now sitting at 68 degrees. Not bad. On our way to a high of 92. So we continue to make our way down. So low 90s today. Should be still a warm night, but a decent night tonight for Jamboree football across the state, including here in Goodland, where the Cowboys will host Norton, Colby, and Ellis for some Jamboree football tonight starting at 6 o'clock Mountain, 7 Central at Cowboy Stadium. But uh, looking forward to tomorrow. I know there's a chance of some storms. I think there's some tonight. I think it's some into tomorrow. Um, so we got some weather coming our way. Uh, but uh, precipitation, hopefully, on the way as well to help uh, replenish some of the um, uh, <laughs> some of the moisture that we've lost during this week of you know close to 100 degree temps for five seven days. It's been hot. Looking forward to a cool Saturday, that's for sure. And of course, week zero on Saturday, the college football season gets underway. We'll be visiting with Riley Gates of On3 Sports today, talking about Week 0 college football matchups. Nothing super sexy in the in the Week 0 matchups. Um, you know, you have to be a fan of college football. And, and, you know, like me, I love college football, so you'll watch some of the games. Um, but, you know, you have to be a real, real fan of college football if you're going to watch some of these games because uh, you're going to be like, well, I don't want to watch, you know, FIU, Louisiana Tech. I don't want to watch that stuff. But some will. Like yours truly, I'll, I'll dive in and watch some of that, partake in some of that. Uh, of course, the NFL preseason wraps up this weekend as well. Both the Chiefs and the Broncos are at home. Uh, so they get their lone home preseason game. More on that coming up here in just a little bit as well. So, yeah, a nice, great weekend ahead for us. And we're a week away from kicking off the high school football season. Less than a few handful of days away from getting other sports going, whether it's golf, cross country, volleyball, all those going to get rolling here in the next handful of days. So, we're right there. It's pretty much kind of the last weekend before we begin. It's you know we've kind of been just walking, uh, and now we're going to get into a good jog here, starting on the 28th, and then by the time you get into basketball season, it's a sprint. 
<laughs> That's how I put it. Uh, we're at a sprint pace uh, when you get to that point in the year. But once again, if you want to be part of the Morning Blitz, you can join us on our text line, the number 785-899-2222. That's 785-899-2222. Also today, very last day to win Day of the Dead instant scratch tickets from the Kansas Lottery. I have got exactly two more left. Just two left. So the first two to text in uh, the word dead to 785-899-2222 will win the Kansas Lottery Day of Dead instant tickets. So if you want to be a winner from the Kansas Lottery today, text in the word dead to 785-899-2222. I've got two tickets left, and those two will go to the first two people who text me. So uh, give me that information on our text line, number 785-899-2222. And, of course, as always, you're welcome to get your comments, thoughts, questions, whatever it means. I appreciate Brand, uh, listener Brandon yesterday texting in. For those of us who live in Iraq, what is a jamboree? Which is <laughs> funny. Uh, thank you, Brandon, for that laugh. That was good yesterday. All right. Uh, like I said, Riley Gates will join us coming up in the bottom hour, bottom half of the hour. We'll get to some Week Zero college football picks uh, in our final segment, we got a couple funny stories in the walk-off to get to, but uh, we got some news and notes to get to pertaining to the NFL, some local sports as well, and uh, let's get to that all now with the front page. Read all about it. Read all about it. The top stories of today. I got the early edition. Hot off the press. It's the front page on the Morning Blitz. Front page, really? Start off with the tough news of yesterday, especially if you're a Broncos fan. Once again, uh, I know listener Michael uh, and Mike, who are big Broncos fans, if you want to chime in in your thoughts on this, but uh, the bad luck of injuries for the wide receiver room for the Denver Broncos continued and probably nothing, none hit harder than what happened yesterday when Jerry Judy was carted off the practice field with what looked like a right hamstring injury. Um... Judy is expected to miss at least several weeks, according to multiple team sources. Uh, you know, Judy, of course, suffered. He, sorry, say he suffered the injury running an end around in team drills during joint practices with the LA Rams yesterday. Quickly grabbed his upper right leg after the play and was initially treating players on the field and then taken to the locker room, where is he expected to miss multiple weeks? So you're going to be without now. This is the fifth wide receiver since the start of training camp who might be forced out of the lineup for an extended period of time. Who knows? Maybe he'll get back quicker, but they're expecting several weeks he's going to be out. He's got a pulled hamstring. So you've got Judy, who once again has, I always feel like has been, who has the potential to be a phenomenal wide receiver in the NFL, but has been riddled with injuries and unable to be out there consistently. But he's the fifth wide receiver since the starting training camp to be out. So you've got him out. Tim Patrick was the second one that really hurt. He suffered a season-ending torn Achilles tendon in the very first week of camp. He's done for the year. Uh, K.J. Hamler, remember, he was diagnosed with a heart ailment uh, and was treated and is being treated with medication, but he was released. Um, but he might be back later in the year. Second-year receiver Jalen Virgil had a knee injury uh, past Saturday's preseason loss of the 49ers. He's on injured reserve. Brandon Johnson also missed several weeks of practice with leg injury. He did return to practice on Thursday. But you're going to have kind of a no-name group of wide receivers. There's been great news that Cortland Sutton has been looking very, very good. And they're going to need him to be really good, honestly. They're going to need him to be very, very good. Because I, I don't know... Honestly, I, I don't know how much, how great, how much more deeper the the Broncos can go when it comes to that injuries. 
I just don't know how much deeper they can go in that department. Look at the wide receiver room. You've got Cortland Sutton, who's still uh, the, the rookie. Marvin Mims is going to be a big part of this. You still have Marquez Callaway, Brandon Johnson, Kendall Hinton, uh, Mar- or Montrell Washington, little Jordan Humphrey. I mean, you still got some names out there, but tell you that wide receiver room is getting thinner. It's getting thinner. Some guys are going to have to make some uh, impressions and be pretty good for the Broncos here because, once again, you're losing some key guys, and honestly, you're – you're one injury away to Cortland Sutton or a Marvin Mims from putting out a bunch of guys out there who have never been full-time starting wide receivers. And so that's it's an interesting thing. It's a, it's a storyline to track. And now once again, Jerry Judy's not out for the year. I don't think K.J. Hamler is one. I don't think he's completely out for the year if he can get his heart condition kind of back in order. But you're going to miss him for, for what it sounds like at least a quarter to a half of the season. That's a lot of time. A lot, a lot of time. So Jerry Judy, once again, injured yesterday in joint practice with the Rams with a hamstring injury, out for the foreseeable future, but not for the season, at least so far, they say. Continuing on our headlines here on this Friday morning, uh, last night a couple of preseason games, and I, I just wanted to, I was just looking at this, and I wanted to get a couple of thoughts on this. But I was watching some of the preseason games last night. And the first thing that stood out, or first thing I was watching a little bit was you saw a lot more of the starters play significant minutes. So you kind of got to see a little bit more of what you might see on a Sunday in September uh, to get things going. A couple things stood out to me. I'll start with the good news. First and foremost, the Pittsburgh Steelers routed the Atlanta Falcons 24 to nothing. Now, I don't think Atlanta was playing as many starters as it, as the Steelers were, but I'm telling you, the Steelers looked really good. Kenny Pickett has looked phenomenal in the preseason. Kenny Pickett, in, in so far this year in the preseason, 13 of 15 for close to 200 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Pretty much a perfect QBR rating at 158. He's been amazing. As Kenny Pickett. And my thought was, after reading those numbers and seeing what Kenny Pickett has done in the preseason, and I haven't watched a ton of Steelers football in the preseason, I watched some last night, but which he was making some great throws to this young group of wide receivers. You know, he's got Pickett, George, or, uh, George Pickens out there. Um, he's also got, I was trying to think of the other guy he's got out there in the wide receiver room, Deontay Johnson, who's pretty darn good as well. He's got some backs out of the backfield that can catch it. So you got a couple good wide receivers. you got a good t- a tight end of Pat Fryermuth. They have some nice pieces. They really do. They really do. But my point was that Kenny Pickett, 13-15 in the preseason, you know, and he came on late last year. You know, the Steelers were pretty much out of it already, but he kind of came on late and was looking pretty good. The Steelers might have, have ran into something here. You know, they, they might have. I don't know if many people thought that Kenny Pickett was worth the spot that he was drafted in when he was taken two years ago in the draft. I don't think many people thought that. You know, a kid out of Pitt, uh, you know, went to Pitt pretty much and then stayed in Pittsburgh to play for the Steelers, which is a great story. It's really, really cool. But I don't know if anybody, people who saw him play initially, because he got the start kind of early, like I don't think it was halfway through the season last year, started, then has kind of put it together and has looked good really ever since. Looked solid and has, and has looked great in the preseason. Now, once again, it's the preseason. I get that. But I'm going to give some credit to him. That was that's a. I think we're seeing a really good performance out of Kenny Pickett. I think the Steelers might have something in him. 
I think they might have something with him. I really, really do. So, once again, Kenny Pickett, very impressive. On the flip side, I don't want to say it was bad. I mean, the Colts won 27-13 over the Philadelphia Eagles last night. The Eagles did not play their starters. Um, They played a lot of backups. But Anthony Richardson played. And Richardson went 6 of 17 for 78 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions. Richardson did run five times for 38 yards. No touchdowns along the 16. But Anthony Richardson, of course, was the guy that the Colts took early in the draft. He had some college film. He had an unbelievable combine, put up unbelievable numbers. You know, at six foot four, 240 plus pounds. He's like a tight end playing quarterback. And look, he's got a howitzer for an arm. There's no doubt about it. The guy, when you watch him throw, like he barely puts anything on it. You can, he doesn't put much effort into his throwing motion, but it just comes out of his hand like a rocket. You can see it. I mean, it's amazing to watch. And you know those, you're, you just watch it like, that guy's got a cannon. You know, it's just a flick of the wrist and it's a... <laughs> well, watching him last night on Thursday Night Football, look, he's got a great arm. I don't know how accurate it is. There were some throws that were decently accurate. Some were not. I don't know how much to blame the receiving core he's throwing to. You know, unlike the Steelers, the, the Colts, I don't think, have a great wide receiving core. They have Michael Pittman, who's pretty decent, but... Past that, it's kind of a piece together wide receiver group there at Indianapolis. So I don't know whether to put it on them or on him, but the offense sometimes underneath him didn't look that great. It really didn't. Um, but he no doubt is a freak talent. There's no doubt about that. But will a freak talent result in wins for the Colts? I just don't know about that. That I don't know. He's a great runner. I get that. He may be asked to run a lot. In that case, I think he's going to be injured quite a bit. If he's uh, going to throw the ball a lot, I just don't think that's his thing. I don't think he'll ever complete better than maybe 60% of his passes in his career. I just don't think that. It's Once again, it's that gamble deal where you take that freak athlete and put him at the most important position. You hope it works. And I just don't know if it will or not for Anthony Richardson. We'll see. We will see. Like I said, i just seen only really one game in play, and that was 6-17. I know he's got a heck of a cannon. I get that. I know he can run really great. I know he's a big-body guy. I get all that, but when it comes down to making the critical throws and critical moments and making the critical play, I just don't know if, if he's going to be that guy. We'll see, and I'm think, I'm projecting long-term. So right now, like if I'm buying stock, I'm buying more stock in Kenny Pickett and what he's doing at Pittsburgh than what Anthony Rich is. Now, I know Pickett's had a whole year. He's They're not in the same draft class, but just based upon what I saw last night in quarterback play, I'm buying stock in Kenny Pickett way more than I am in Anthony Richardson. That's just me. At this point in time. That could all change. Uh, speaking of the NFL preseason, the Chiefs and the Broncos both will wrap up their preseason slate here on Saturday. The Chiefs welcome in the Browns. Uh, that's going to be a game that is kicked off at noon central, 11 a.m. Mountain Time. You can watch it on the NFL Network. Of course, you want you to listen on 100.3 The Ride as the Chiefs host the Browns from GEHA Field at Arrowhead. Intrigued to see how much the Chiefs put their starters out there. They've already played a decent amount through the first couple of games. Will they play? I, I would expect Andy Reid, who's you know, kind of an old-school guy, that he would you know, show up and and be pretty darn and, and, and going to get his guys another couple of series as the starters. But we'll see if the Chiefs can continue that momentum that they had uh, from their second preseason game against the Cardinals against the Browns. Also, an interesting side note there on the Browns side of things, they traded Josh Dobbs to the Cardinals' backup quarterback. That means Dorian Thompson-Robinson is going to be the backup to 
uh, Deshaun Watson. Great move. DTRs look great. I want to see if he can do it again against the Chiefs. Because he's had two really good preseason games. Can he make it three in a row? And then as for the Broncos, they play on Saturday night. They kick off at 7 o'clock Mountain, 8 Central time. You can listen to it right here on 1025 Rock, your home for the Denver Broncos. They take on the L.A. Rams from uh, Empower Field at Mile High, which, by the way, I saw the video last night of Empower Field. You know, they've put in over $100 million worth of renovations. You know, they've, they've put in brand-new screens in the corners, and they, they've made the, the, the screen in, the I think it's the south end zone. I mean, it's just it's like three times the size. It's absolutely huge. They've redone, you know, lounge areas and club seating. They've put in a lot of money. Of course, you know, last year they had the fire, right? You know, the fire that happened there up in the stadium. Well, and now they've put in over $100 million worth of renovations. It looks really nice. So once again, that's off the field. On the field, once again, can you can Russell? I think you're probably going to see Russell Wilson, maybe. If you do, do we see him go down there and get a scoring touch? Does he lead a touchdown drive? Uh, does, do they do look like they're a little bit better? How do they fill that wide receiver spot one, though? Jerry, Judy, there's questions to be answered for the Broncos as their uh, second preseason, sorry, as their final preseason game comes up here on uh, Saturday night. So, yeah, couple, couple uh, preseason games remaining. And uh, then we'll be ready to go for the regular season starting, uh, what, September 7th, I think, is when that is. I think it's Thursday night, September 7th, is when they'll get the season going. Uh, real quickly, in baseball yesterday, the Rockies blew another lead to the Tampa Bay Rays. It's becoming a trend. Three consecutive games. So, remember, they had a, the Rays had a ninth-inning rally. Sorry, had a nine-run eighth-inning rally on Tuesday. They had a comeback win on Wednesday. They won it in the 10th. And then yesterday, they were down again in the 6th. But the Rays tied on a solo bomb and then get a two-run jack in the eighth off Matt Cook to take the lead and then eventually get the win. Nolan Jones had a great three-run bomb in the fifth, his 13th long ball this season. He's looked good. Give Nolan Jones credit. A little, maybe a little inconsistent, but he has flashed the power uh, with the stick, that's for sure. But Colorado has lost, I think now, four games in a row. And I think they've all been by, you know, you had the lead, but you blew it. And I think three of those, they were late losses. You lost it late. The bullpen is not doing their job. But, by the way, the Rockies now 20-46 and 46 on the road. And with three more losses, I feel pretty confident they're going to get that. They're going to uh, ensure that they're going to have their fifth straight losing season. I feel confident they're going to pick up a couple losses this week. And they go to Baltimore to take on the Orioles, who are very good this year. That series begins at 5.05 Mountain Time tonight. You can listen to it on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. And after a day off, the Royals are in Seattle to face the Mariners. Game one of the weekend set. First pitch night, 9-10 Central. It's a late game. You can watch on Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus, uh, if you get that. Otherwise, you can listen on AM 790 KXX. But Royals and Mariners squaring off uh, as the Royals continue their West Coast swing. And, of course, I can't forget about local sports. It's a, it's kind of the first. You know, I mentioned how things kind of get going next week. But for some area schools, volleyball begins tonight. Uh, Oakley will host a triangular with Wallace County and Scott City tonight. Hoxie has a triangular tonight with Wheatland Grinnell and Decatur Community. Shylin will be hosting St. Francis and Northern Valley for a triangular tonight. So those teams all get their volleyball seasons underway. Saturday, a couple of tournaments. Colby. Heading to Hayes once again for the Hayes Tournament. Last year, you know, kind of a tougher. I think they only picked up one win at the Hayes Tournament. 
Can they find a way to win a couple more here in the year two underneath Shelby Mosier? Uh, Golden Plains and Tri-Plains Brewster go to Healy for their volleyball tournament. And Rollins County will be heading to Cambridge, Nebraska for a quadrangular on Saturday. So multiple area teams getting their seasons underway on this either Friday or Saturday. Uh, of course, we can't forget the high school football jamborees are this Saturday, or sorry, or tonight, I sh- excuse me. I know Golden Plains is at Pawnee Heights. There's some other six-man teams going there. Uh, and then, of course, Goodland hosting the area 11-man teams. You've got Colby, uh, Ellis, and as well as uh, Norton coming to town to do that. That all gets going at 6 o'clock. Gets all going at 6 o'clock. Um... And I want to get this. Uh, the way it'll work is each team will run 12 offensive plays and 12 defensive plays against all three opponents. 36 defensive, 36 offensive on the night for everyone. Thank you to Marty Lehman, good athletic director, for the great insight there. But 12 offensive plays, 12 defensive plays against all three opponents for a total of 36 offensive and defensive plays on the night for each team. And once again, it's all the jamboree is all about getting in some live snaps. With a quick whistle, but getting in some live snaps with a quick whistle and making sure that you, you know, get out of there being healthy. You want to get a look and see, you know, geez, we because you're going to be facing, you know, it's ones on ones. It's it's not, you know, it, it, you're going to get your, your team's best offense against the other team's best defense more than likely. And vice versa, your team best defense, other team's best offense. You want to get a look and see. What you're going to be, and you'd like to avoid any big injuries that you possibly can, but you want to get a look and see, well, what do we need to change here in the next week leading into our very first game when it actually counts on September 1st. So big night tonight in Goodland, especially in other area schools and other areas of the state, I should say, with the high school football jamboree. Uh, Friday, also I want to hit on Colby Community College Volleyball. Remember, they're off to that 4-0 start. They begin the Casper Invite today and roll into that tomorrow. They'll have two games today, two games tomorrow, or two matches, I should be more correct there. Western Wyoming and Gillette College, that's the matches today at the Casper Invite for CCC. CCC will then be taking on Laramie County Community College and Casper College on Saturday. We'll see if they can continue that great trend. Got off to a 4-0 start. Can they push it to 8-0, or will it be where they pick up their first loss of the 2023 season this weekend? Remember, last year, now it's a little bit different. Last year, Colby got off to that 4-0 start, then came back and played in conference games and lost multiple in a row and had a tough year of recovering from Can they find a way to keep this early momentum in the second weekend of the season? We'll see. But that continues once again this weekend in Casper, Wyoming at the Casper Invite. There you go. That's the front page for you. Uh, by the way, Texter Bill says, uh, "Love the uh, give give his Steelers some love." I am giving your Steelers some love, Bill. I, I, I the Steelers are, they are. I think they what I think they're going to be much better this year. And I think once again, I I believe they have found something in Kenny Pickett. I know that was a question for a while, but I believe they have found something in Kenny Pickett. And I think he's going to be good. He's got a couple of good wide receivers to throw to. They've got two good running backs in Najee Harris and and the Warren kid. They're going to be good offense, but of course, defense. Where they got T.J. Watt. I mean, and, and and they've got Mike Tomlin. Once again, I mean, think about how great the leadership has been for the Steelers. Remember, we talked about this a couple days ago about leadership from the top down. The Rooney family, you know, and only I think they've had three coaches, right? Chuck Knoll. Um, why can why cannot I think of his name right now? Uh, Bill Cower, and then Mike Tomlin. I mean, they've had three coaches in in how long? I mean, it's a the amount of the limited amount of coaches the Steelers have had throughout their 
franchise's history is amazing to me. It's amazing. And you know they've got it at the top, and it trickles down. And they might, they, like I said, last year was, I think, the first year they'd missed the playoffs in a long time. I don't think that, that, that missing the playoff trend is going to continue for very long. They've got something, I think, on both sides of the ball. All right, let's get to a break. When we come back, Riley Gates going to join us next. We're talking week zero as the college football season gets underway on Saturday. You're listening to The Morning Blitz.